Hudson starts it out. Maybe a three on one. Right side. Hounding comes in with Colasar. Got to do it. He scores! Keegan Colasar puts the Knights in the lead. It's the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Now the Knights come out. Stone across the line, drifting. Stevenson in with speed through the right circle. Back for Stone. He scores! What a setup! Vegas takes the lead. Getting you ready for tonight's game live from T-Mobile Arena. Uh, just to correction, it was Alex Hemsky that scored the tying goal for the Oilers after the big Patrick Stefan meltdown. But uh, <laughs> just uh, I, I just went through it again. I can't believe yeah. that that actually happened, and uh, neither can Patrick Stefan. Even oh, what is it? Uh, Fifteen years later, yeah. uh, after that, we are at T-Mobile Arena on Fox Sports Las Vegas, getting set for the Buffalo Sabers visit to. T-Mobile Arena and uh, the Fortress against the Golden Knights, who will try to bounce back and win at home and move a game above 500. Uh, I've mentioned that uh, they beat Buffalo every time that Buffalo's traveled to Vegas, so they've got that going for them. Uh, Vegas has scored a ton of goals against uh, Buffalo every time the Sabres have visited Vegas, so they've got that going for them. Uh, but never has Vegas faced a Buffalo offense that was leading the National Hockey League, which is the case right now in the Sabres offense, 124 goals scored this year. I think that outpaces every other team by a pretty good margin. Yeah, I mean, the Buffalo Sabres, when it comes to putting the puck in the back of the net, they're phenomenal. They're really, really fun to watch. And, you know, for me, I, I mean, I, I think it obviously goes without saying you got Tage Thompson who has turned himself into a player that you just want to watch on a night-to-night basis. He is exciting. His size, his skill, what he's doing right now, it, it really makes you want to tune in to see if he's going to go off in one of those games. And with regularity, he's been doing it all season long, 25 goals in just 31 games played. Now, the good news is if he does score a bunch of goals in a game, they just shut him down. Yeah. That's that's the good news, Yeah, that's what happened a couple fair. of weeks ago when he scored uh, four goals in the first period, ended Unreal. up with five goals, and then only played 13 minutes. I still... And baffled uh, <laughs> around that when you got an opportunity to chase down the all-time record, yeah. which is eight, and you were one off the what uh, was a really good uh, opportunity to score six. So, uh, Tage Thompson uh, again, second in the league in goals, mm-hmm. uh, and he's playing on a line uh, with Alex Tuck. But uh, but Jeff Skinner really helps uh, that line go. Uh, when Jeff Skinner it goes, like he he goes, and he is an all or nothing guy. Mm-hmm. It's either a disastrous season or he is uh, making run is an all-star and is lighting it up. And he's got one of those seasons going right now where uh, where he's really making it happen with, with 15 goals, uh, great skater, and can can finish play. So that uh, that's a line that's top-heavy. They've got a defenseman in Rasmus Dahlin, yep. uh, who's a first overall draft choice, one of two that they have in the back end. Owen Powers cutting his teeth in the National Hockey League. So they've got some pieces here. Uh, they're in their development, which it used to be your development. You learn how to check. You learn how to stop the other team. Development in the National Hockey League now revolves around putting the puck in the net, getting your, uh, everybody's confidence up, and then you work in the defending side of it. Yeah. Uh, they haven't mastered the defending side of it, and uh, they are a team that is prone to, to give up chances. So you're never out of a game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. against Buffalo, and they're never out of a game right. against Buffalo, which Vegas experienced that trip to uh, New York earlier this year in which Jack Eichel exploded in the third period. Yeah, I, I, for the Golden Knights, I, I think that, you know, there's a couple of ways to look at this game. And for 
for a team that has struggled to score on home ice, I, I think the Buffalo Sabres are a perfect opponent to try to turn things around because of what you just talked about. They don't defend particularly well. They just don't. And that's part of, I, I think, kind of finding their identity, and it's something that they'll grow into. Well, they're young. But they're leaning into what they do yeah. best, and that's put the puck in the back of the net. That, so, that, that's their coach. Yeah. Donnie Granato is one of my favorites in the National Hockey yeah. League. One, he's he really works with the young guys. He is not one of those hard edge coaches where if you turn the puck over, you make a mistake, he's waiting for you on the bench, and he's going to give it to you. Sure. And now part of that is patience, part of that is the style, and part of that is development. Uh, why? Like You're not going to win the Stanley Cup this year, so there's sure. a longer rope in, in that regard. Will it be different in two years? It better be because they hope to be more competitive. But, uh, but I really like, and so do the players, really appreciate uh, that Don Granato is handling this team sort of respective of where they are in their progress and their building. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it builds confidence and it builds players that, you know, if, if they can do what they do best in this league, I think you can add in the other layers. I think you can add in the ability to defend better as a five-man unit. I, I think you can get better and grow as you get more confidence at, at the NHL level. But I, I think when, when it comes to Buffalo tonight against Vegas, this is a team you put seven on already. In your, in your previous meeting. And yes, they're never out of a game, but the Golden Knights in this one, even if Buffalo scores a couple early, should not be out of this game based simply on the fact that the Buffalo Sabres don't defend well. And for the Golden Knights against Buffalo, in Buffalo, I thought their rush game was really good. They were creating a lot on the rush, and that's where the Golden Knights really get a lot of confidence in their offensive game. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a team that, uh, that has holes in Buffalo. Definitely. Uh, but this is also a team that uh, that Vegas has to target and be able to uh, take advantage of more so than maybe you thought of uh, in, in, in previous meetings or would have thought of coming into this game because of uh, what's happened on home ice and being able to turn this uh, around. It's a golden opportunity. Yeah. It is. It's a really, this is a green light special for Vegas. But you also have to be mindful of the fact that it can turn fast against Buffalo, and you are never going to be able to relax. But from from 30,000 feet, this is a good matchup for Vegas yeah. and a good opportunity for Vegas. And it's a great chance to sort of establish a little bit of what the coach wants to. The coach in his last press conference following the game against the Islanders called this a stubborn team. Sure. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, they're holding on to habits that they've used in the past and are not fully integrating everything that he wants. Sure. And a lot of that stubbornness was pointed directly at the first period the other night in not being able to find their game soon enough. They were good for the second and, and for a big part of the third period from a pressure standpoint and, yeah. and territorial advantage. But if you cast aside a third of the game where you're not uh, in engaged uh, the way the coach wants you to to, to maximize your effectiveness, mm -hmm. then you're wasting 30% of the opportunities to score goals sure. and, and to, to get that lead, which they've been so good at uh, in, in building on. So uh, that's what, what I'm more looking forward to tonight. The, the result is going to be huge Sure, just to move above 500 at home. 
Uh, how you win is important, but the first period performance is vital yeah. as far as the focus by the coach mm-hmm. on the players tonight. Because you know it was addressed after the first the other night. It was addressed post-game the other night. A coach doesn't throw out stubborn right. every day. Right. And you know for a fact that at the workout yesterday, they went through some video, it was rammed home. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Today's pre-scout, it all came full circle and all at once. All of those different chats mm-hmm. were put together today. The first period, and that doesn't mean go out and blitz the other team. I'm not talking about a 19-to-1 edge in shots and you're up 4 nothing. I'm expecting a real strong, controlled, territorial game by the Vegas Golden Knights. If it's not there in the first period with with space in front of you, mm-hmm. you're getting the puck in and you're chasing after it and you're forechecking. A, a controlled effort in the first period. If, if you see that from Vegas tonight, yeah. Yeah. then you'll know that they're on their way to a good night. So how difficult is that, though, with a team like Buffalo who – doesn't defend particularly well. Doesn't have the the greatest of gaps in front of you. Like for a Golden Knights team that goes out there in the first period and tries to make plays, and it often puts them into disadvantageous positions. How hard That's is it going question. to be? That's a great to Dial it back, and I've got an answer for you. Yeah. If there's space in front of you, take it. You don't have to worry about dumping it in. Okay. If there's space, and and that coaching staff has never told them, sure, don't make a play. Right. 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 The issue is, if there's not space and there's no play available, mm-hmm. get it in and do what you do really well and put pressure on the other team with speed and tenacious forechecking. Don't try and force something. Right. Uh, in a way, this is a really good opponent for them. Yeah. Because you're, you're not going to have space all the time. Sure. But you're going to have a little bit, mm-hmm. which means you're going to have to make choices a lot of choices. If you if you're facing the Boston Bruins, well, you're not going to have a lot of space at no. at any point during the game, right. and you're going to get into a rhythm where you should be chipping it and and or, or dumping it in and and getting on your horse. There's there's going to be moments, multiple times during a shift where you have to decide: Can I make this play, mm-hmm. or should I get it in deep and force? It? And that's a young blue line. Like Dalian's 24 years old. Yeah. And sure. he's their he's their best player, right? Like, that's not a, a, a seasoned veteran back there, and he's the pillar uh, of their blue line. You can really force things uh, on the Buffalo Sabers if you want to go down that that path. So uh, that that's a great question. If it's if there is space there, there's not a hard rule. You got to dump every time mm-hmm. and chase after it. And there, there, there's not a time I was joking around with uh, somebody today that, that there, uh, what if there was lights? Like green light, <laughs> you, you can make a play. Red light, uh, you got to dump and chase. Uh, brown light is, is up to you. Yeah. That kind of thing. Sign. That doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And, and this coaching staff as, uh, is different than 2005 where Ken Hitchcock's coaching you. You're dumping that thing in every time. I, you're a breakaway. You're thinking, <laughs> dump, dump sh- should I dump it in? <laughs> you, you know the famous Brett Hull story. No. So, Brett Hull, 1999. Okay. Chapman, cue it up. 
this is this is the ultimate. So they're a it's really story good team. Time with Millard. Dallas is is contending for a Stanley Cup. Yep. But Hitch Hitch wants dump a chase. Mm-hmm. Dump a chase. They're doing line rushes <laughs> in practice. They're doing line rushes. Yeah. And and <laughs> what does Brett do? Just throws it in the corner. Yeah. Gets kicked off the ice. That's amazing. That gets kicked <laughs> off the ice. It's like, well, you want me to dump a chase? Sure. Yeah. But Hitch was that hard of a of a coach where right. he wanted those, even with a team with Madano and 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 Hull, uh, Hall of Famer. Like he want he want those guys USA Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, he wanted those guys getting in after it, and uh, that's not the case today. There's freedom to make plays. Mm-hmm. It's just if it's not there. You better do what you're supposed to do with it. Yeah, and and I guess like I mean I know that that makes sense in theory, and I, I think for a Golden Knights team, generally, especially when they go when they go on the road, like I think that's something they do well, right? Like they don't force plays early on in games, and, and it bears out by the fact that the Golden Knights score first on the road more often than not, and and I I, I wonder if that's kind of the tweak in front of the Vegas Golden Knights in terms of kind of turning things around on home ice. If they can be a little bit more patient early in games, whether or not that leads to more more of an ability to score first in the game. Yeah, I thought the other night was progress. I really did. 5-2 is totally it's, misleading. It's 3-2. It's yeah. a 3-2 game. It's Come a one-goal on. game, and you had opportunities. Yeah, yeah. You controlled the majority of the game. If but if you're better earlier at following the game plan, yeah, you have more of an opportunity to score those goals. It's not about defending. Defending, they were they're they're fine. I don't I think they gave up their first goal, but uh, but but defending, they were they were fine. It's just giving yourself more opportunities to score. Right. That that they that they wasted the other night or let slide by because they didn't find their game. So uh, as much as the coach wasn't happy and he wasn't happy with her because that would that's what he was thinking when calling them stubborn is they could have won that game potentially in the first period sure. or they could have won it in the second period if they follow up a really good first period mm-hmm. uh, and have momentum instead that first period opportunity toward those 20 minutes kind of go by the wayside and and you're 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 running at a racetrack right uh to, to put the put the puck in the net so if if they're able to put and get the lead and they've proven that they're really good at being able to win those games that they get advantage of, sure. uh, that uh, that that it comes to uh, to being in a spot where they're going to win the hockey game. Yeah, I, I'm really interested to see how the Golden Knights open this game up. I'm curious to see whether or not Buffalo is able to. I don't want to say blitz Vegas early, but this is a team that wants to score. This is a team that wants to open things up, and whether or not that kind of entices Vegas into making plays that maybe aren't there. Yeah, uh, not 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 according to the conversations that have taken place. Sure, I'll put it another way. I would be very surprised if any Vegas players are forcing things okay. tonight, yeah. because of the conversations that have happened already at home. Yeah, after going through what the challenges are and how the coaching staff wants them to play. And then hitting the climax the other night of of letting that first period get away from them uh, offensively. So I know there's a, there's a 
pull push tonight. Sure. Because of the way the Sabres do play. But that's even more of a, a stage for the coaching staff to really gauge on how much progress they're getting. Was the other night, the second and the third, an anomaly? Or was the first period the other night the anomaly? Right. Uh, that will be judged after tonight. The first period, like, when do your kids behave the, the most? When we talk, when we, after we talk to them. Right. For sure. Yeah. So that talk's taking place. <laughs> so I think the kids behave really well in the first period I just, tonight. I, I hear you on that, but... Like I'm licking my chops, looking at a Buffalo Sabres team that doesn't defend. But but, but there's and no I, there's no I, they can make plays though, Ryan. Like if you see them make a play on and 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 uh, win, you, a, win a pass on a two on one or a three on two, that's totally open for them. I, I it's, know it, it's, it. Watch the neutralized turnover. If that happens, then that's that's my concern is that they'll they'll be able to make plays, but then you're going to fall back into that, that spot. Of there's the, there's every, the progress test. Every single time we're on the ice, there should be ice available to us every single time we're going to make those plays. Like That's going to be the big question for me is, will they only take the plays that are in front of them, or will you gain a little bit of confidence, start feeling good because you thread the needle on a pass, and all of a sudden you, t- you start to force something because it's the Sabres. Okay, you're driving across the country. Okay. And you've had the straight line through the plains. Sure. Prairies, we call them in I've Canada. I've done that before. All right. Then you get into a mountainous, a hilly region, mm-hmm. and you got like a twist and turn through a valley. And you've turned more times in 15 minutes than you have in the last four hours. Okay. Are you still turning when the next uh, bend comes in the road? Yeah. Sure. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Even though you didn't turn for the longest time before. Okay. You take what's available to you, and what's available to you dictates what you're going to do with the puck. That's the challenge. I know. Now, if, if you're going too fast on one of those turns because you didn't turn for 14 hours, right. you're going to go off the road. Okay. And that's your fault. I, I agree with you. So that, and, and that's the player's fault if they turn the puck over, they don't make the right decision because... They see, they, they're getting into this rhythm of making plays. Mm-hmm. You still have to make, there's a choice to be made every time you get the puck. The coaching staff wants an automatic. Right. It's not close to being automatic. There's progress. The other night was really good. I agree. But, but after the game, you heard the frustration that sure. it's not automatic yet. Yeah. And, and by the way, only 10 hours of driving every day. I know you like to push it. No, no, no. I don't. No, I, not, I, that's I, not I don't, how we do I it. don't. I don't want any more than 10 hours at a time, and I want you to phone me every time you get to the hotel to check in, all right? Yeah, we'll, we'll see how okay. it goes over summer. Chapman, you fill your boots, man. What? <laughs> you go hard. <laughs> what Darren's saying is drive as many hours in a day as you'd like and you never go check hard in. Because, because you got that old Chapstang mentality with you. <laughs> I know, rest in peace, Chapstang. I can't, I can't deal with you. Like you. You've got your own strategy with that. Uh, just God willing, you're okay. Ryan, I'm, I've I driven cross country before. I'm good. I, I, I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but that's that's the analogy that I have. Yeah, and and it it makes sense. And I I like to believe, and I feel like they're moving in the right direction yes. based on what we saw in the second and third period. However, again, I still think when you look at the opponent and you look at the ability to go out there and make a couple of plays, maybe on your first or, or, or second shift of the game 
all of a sudden do you fall back into that habit because it's not an well, automatic it better, thing. It better last longer than we'll the first or second And, and yeah. that, that to me is going to be the big, like, that's the big thing that the Golden Knights have to overcome in this game. Not necessarily putting the puck in the back of the net. Like, that has to happen for sure. But the ability to make those decisions that Bruce Cassidy wants them to make, especially early on, that's going to be the, the big win for Vegas tonight. You, if they can do it. You, you may be down one nothing, 2-1 after the first period tonight if you're Vegas. But how those pucks end up in your net is going to be a very big determining factor mm-hmm. in the mood of Bruce Cassidy. Now, <laughs> if it's, yeah. if it's a, just a, a soft goal, well, you could say the goaltender. Like that's, that's different than, sure. than turning the puck over. Uh, if it's on uh, a Buffalo power play, well, that's that's different than taking care of uh, your responsibilities in, in handling the puck. But if it's trying to make a play in the neutral ice or making a play inside the offensive zone that's not there, mm-hmm. and they come down and they get pressure and two and a half minutes later ends up in your net, well, that's going to have the coach sour. Sure. Yeah. And... Uh, and but a two one lead or a two one deficit could be he won't be happy, but if it's bad goal and and power play by Buffalo, it'll be like, Well, we did a lot of things right in, in that period. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and so it won't be just score indicative. It will be situational, uh, for Vegas. Oh, by the way, uh, it looks like Aiden Hill's gonna go tonight. Yeah. Interesting. This will be his third start yep. in the last six games. Not a full natural rotation, one 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 one, but more than what we've seen. But it is three out of six, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is interesting, and I think also speaks to some of his play, sure, some of Lowe's play, and maybe ham and egging it uh, a little bit. With the Golden Knights goaltenders. I think you're trying to just get another gear, right? Like you're trying to get closer to, I would argue, the the type of goaltending, the level of goaltending that Vegas got at the beginning of the year. So if you can push a little bit more of a competition to get both guys moving in the right direction, Aiden Hill, uh, two out of his last three starts, just allowed one goal in in each of those. So I, I think that you lean on what you can use to your advantage if you're Bruce Cassidy. And I think a little bit more of a competition is, is the direction to go because you should get more of a response from both guys. Tonight is eyebrow-raising mm-hmm. in that Aiden Hill goes mm-hmm. to make it an even split in sure. the last six. Yep. But you've got games Wednesday and Friday. And not against world beaters. No. So the next three games are almost like backup games. If, if they were spread out, they would be games for the backup. <laughs> if Aiden Hill yeah. starts two of the next three, then you're, then you're into to, uh, really a, a different approach to the rotation of the goaltender. 50-50 over six yep. is, is a, a trend that way. Yeah. And I think uh, Bruce was right this morning in, in – what he said about Logan Thompson getting some time to work on his game. When they get days off, the goaltenders don't get a chance to practice, to dial in their game. Mm. And they're the biggest uh, guys that are, are that wear that because they don't get that, that opportunity with Sean Burke. Sure. So today is a great day, even in that morning skate, to, to work with Sean Burke 
uh, as he's not expected to start. And, and that's a big key for a couple of guys who are like establishing themselves as National Hockey League goaltenders. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's always kind of a, a work in progress, and it's always trying to get better on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong for there to be periods where it ebbs and flows, where, you know, if you're Logan Thompson, you get three out of every four or two out of every three versus splitting time just to bring some of the aspects up that maybe aren't quite as sharp as, as your head coach would like them to be. He allowed three goals the other night. Yeah. That's not terrible uh, by any means. No. But you lost, and there was one in particular, maybe two, but one that gets through you that sure. you want to be able to stop. Right. That's not a wall by any means of, okay, he's he's young. He's established himself in his first full year in the National Hockey League. He's uh, like running out of gas, and he needs a chance to catch his breath. I wouldn't call right now a wall. Sure. But he's going uphill right now. The, the incline has increased, and he's probably a little bit uh, out of breath. And that's not surprising, right? quite honestly, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Look at his starts. Look at his career starts. Look at the, the pressure that he's under uh, in the National Hockey League. I, I fully expected this time of the year, maybe a little bit earlier, sure. for this to happen. And, and I'm not surprised by it at all. I think it's very natural for a goaltender of his experience to run into this type of uh, challenge. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know that I necessarily agree with getting the book on a goalie or anything like that, but it is, it no. is about continuing to get better. And, and this is not an easy league to win in. If it was easy, a lot of people would be able to do it. And I think what Logan is, is kind of experiencing right now is it's not, it's not a given every single day to be able to win in the National Hockey League. A lot of things have to go your way. You've got to be able to work on certain aspects. And, you know, right now it's, it's one, of those, one of those periods where it's gotten harder. Mm-hmm. He's a worker. We know what, what Logan does in practice. We know how much he, he really covets this opportunity in front of him. I think it's just an adjustment of, of getting to work, getting back to the things that made him successful early on, and getting a little bit of confidence in, in kind of allowing him to, to go downhill over the next couple of games. You, you see the margin of error that's available to yeah. the goaltenders yeah. right now, especially yeah. on home ice. Sure. And the margin for error is zero. He let, he let in one that the coaching staff expects his goaltenders to stop. Yeah. That one goal, and it cost him uh, the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, he, was he fine? Yeah, he was fine. But that's the margin for error. One goal, and it cost you. Sure. And... In the early parts of the season, that goal never goes in. Right. Like, we went the longest time without him ever giving up anything close to a, a questionable goal. And, well, Mike doesn't think that goal is. Uh, Mike, I'm joking here. Please know that I'm joking, all right? But Mike doesn't think that that was a good goal the other night because it went five hole. And he, he doesn't think it is. Uh, Mike, I'm joking, all uh, right? He's going to call me tonight I, after the I, game. I know, and Mike. Mad at you. When, when you call tonight, Acknowledge that I was joking. All right, and we'll, then we'll leave can, that part out. And of then it. you can, uh, and then you can sound <laughs> off. I'll be listening on my way home. I, I always listen uh, to to the callers because my show ends over on the TV side, yeah. and yeah. I get to the call the card right about the same time as the switch over to the extended, yeah. extended, extended post game show. Uh, brought to you by Triple A Insurance, right? No, that's the regular 
Oh, that's control. a regular one. Yeah. Oh, wow. At least I got, I, my fear for there was that I had the sponsor that wasn't. No, you're, you're, you're good. You're fine. Yeah. Peak um, form tonight. Uh, Laurent Bressois, the player of the week yeah. in the American Hockey League. Back-to-back shutouts. Won his last four. Yeah. We uh, talked about a organizational depth sure. on the TV side the other night. Yeah. And we spent a lot of time on the blue line and uh, and up front what they've got. Uh, this this is great news uh, for for the Golden Knights uh, having Laurent Bressois, who had the surgery in mm-hmm. in the offseason, the hip. And missed all of training camp and uh, was finding his way back. And it didn't start great. Uh, not, not that I expected it to, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're testing out new, uh, talk to Dr. Robert Odell about that and what hey, you can do. There you go. Uh, he wasn't hiking uh, after two <laughs> weeks. Uh, uh, he was facing <laughs> slap shots. But he's won his last four, and that's, uh, and that's huge. I don't think, uh, I wouldn't say that that's uh, a sign of any type of transaction mm-hmm. anytime soon. But, uh, but boy, to be able to have that in your back pocket is pretty exceptional. I mean, it's it's insurance policies, it's options, right? And I think that's kind of the thing that you're looking at is you're navigating this this first year with Logan Thompson kind of at the helm and you've got Aiden Hill new to the organization. You still have a player in Loren Brossois that I think just needs time and reps to get himself back to where he was prior to getting injured. And you know what? If you have that available to you, or as the Golden Knights have, have gone through some injury issues of late, you have, I think, a little bit easier time understanding you've got a player in the pipeline right now playing well in Henderson that if you needed could be an addition here for the Golden Knights. One more thing to say on this. Yeah. Don't think everybody up top, including the goaltenders, doesn't know that Laurent Bressois was the player of the week of the American Hockey League. Right. Like, that's a push. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, no, you, you would no expect... Transaction, you, no transaction coming, but no. uh, but that's a push. That's a statement but, that, that occurs. And and that's on Laurent, right? Like, that's something you're hoping the yes. player does. Yes. You know, you, you have... You, you want have, him to force you to make a decision exactly. whether you do or you don't. It's 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 very similar to what we saw earlier this year with Paul Cotter forcing his way onto this team. If you're Loren Brossois, you want to make it an automatic. You want to continue this run of play. You want to get to a point where you're dominating that league so that you have some people saying this has to be a thing that happens. If, if you're a bottom six player and somebody's lighting it up yep. down in the American Hockey League, yep. you're aware of it. Sure, yeah. And you go, I got to get going. I got to do my part. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm just saying, the goaltenders, uh, whether it's Hill or whether it's Thompson, they'll know about that. Yeah. And they got to respond as well. Yeah. Is I that agree. tonight? Is that Wednesday? Is that Friday? Now, we'll take a break. When we continue, it's uh, one timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Got a couple of good ones for you as we continue live from T Mobile Arena. Sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to get in your grill there. On Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. All right, update for you as Alexander Ovechkin chases Gordy Howe for 801 career goals. Mm-hmm. Hasn't happened yet. 
stupid assist. I know. He's got one helper in a 2-2 <laughs> tie with the Detroit Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obi, though, was acknowledged as the first star of the week in the National Hockey League after hitting the 20-goal mark for his 18th straight season. Yeah. His next goal will be 801 and uh, equal Gordie Howe for second all-time in the National Hockey League. And we will make sure you know uh, as soon as possible. Follow Ryan the Hockey Guy on Twitter or Magnum 750,000. Uh, 750,000. Yeah, that, that's that's his Twitter handle. Got it. Uh, I believe so. Uh, we've got a, a retirement to, to tell you about. How about Andrew Hammond? Yep. Who started his career yep. with one of the greatest runs in hockey history. 20 wins, one loss, and two others way back in 2014-15. Yeah. Never got back to that. That's a hard <laughs> one to get back to. Uh, but uh, he was uh, he was nicknamed the Hamburglar. Yeah. Uh, but an ankle injury has forced him to uh, call it quits. And uh, that, uh, that's at this point because he got back into the National Hockey League last year, played a handful of games with Montreal. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, like, it... it in his run was awesome and it and hockey was fun and uh you know you kind of remember it and i guess that's kind of one of those things where you look at goaltending and you say you can't necessarily label a goalie based on a 25 to 27 game sample size like that more needs to go into it um it was cool that he was able to kind of get himself back into the league back playing but um you know when when you know it's time to, to hang him up, you know it's time to hang him up, and all the best to Andrew Hammond. Yeah, just uh, can't go with the ankle injury. That means uh, both hamburglers, uh, hamburglers are retired now, because McDonald's retired the hamburglar. They've nope. actually retired the hamburglar a couple of different times. Uh, he's uh, coming back course. out of retirement, and uh, yeah, on. yes, uh, he has a couple of uh, different occasions, uh, and the hamburglar. Andrew Hammond mm-hmm. uh, retires, but he does get to keep his lifetime. Uh, card for hamburgers how often would you go to that well if you had lifetime burgers once a week once every two weeks once every two weeks yeah i I don't even want to ask chapman he uh he was seen picking up a hamburger off the ice that uh people have tossed on and and he (laughs) became the hamburger yeah Uh, curtis lazar was playing for ottawa at the time Mm -hmm. he actually picked one up and, and took a bite out of it yep that's uh, one of those ones. That not I sure I'd do that. No, I, I'm, not, I'm with you on that. Yep. I'd like to. I'm not sure I'd do it. Uh, Blake Wheeler, Winnipeg Jets, will be out four weeks yep. with a lower body injury. That one hurts. Sure. Uh, he had a procedure, and he's gone a month, and uh, he is going to uh, – I love what he's done this year. Mm-hmm. Blake and I have been at odds at times. Uh, but I give him full credit in in the way he handled everything that's gone about the uh, the Winnipeg Jets, and he's he's performed admirably. Uh, this this is a whole out of their lineup now. Yeah, it sure is. Um, and you know, I, I guess we should we should point out the obvious, like the injury happened in the second period. Blake came out and played the third. Yeah. So that's like it, it speaks to the toughness. It speaks to um, his desire to be there for his teammates. And I think that even though. You're coming off of an offseason where you're you're no longer the captain in Winnipeg. Uh, that's a leadership move that kind of speaks volumes. I'm not doing that. I'm not coming back after I get hurt. 
Well, I know you're not, but I'm nah, saying like nah, you're, nah, you're nah. not you're not necessarily a leader of men like Blake Wheeler. No, I'm not 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 a leader of mice. I'm not a leader of anything. Really, mice and men? Nope. No, nope. nothing. Nope. I okay. don't want to be a leader at all. That's I, weird. I am a really good <laughs> follower, and what I've learned over the years that I'm exceptional <laughs> at yeah. is questioning leadership. That's good. That's fair. So yeah. I'm a follower, but if there's any shakiness there, sure. I will not hesitate for a second to cast out in question. Yep. Uh, Stuart Skinner. Stuart Skinner. I I saw this headline today, and I thought, what? Skinner? Three-year extension? He's got like three years left on his great contract. (laughs) Uh, Not the Skinner that plays for Buffalo, but the Skinner that plays for the Edmonton Oilers and is a goaltender. Great Uh, contract. It's amazing how perspectives change. Well, Skinner, playing at this level, Stuart Skinner, the goaltender, Signs a three-year contract for 7.8, yeah. which isn't the, the number 7.8, the number that the Skinner of the place for Buffalo makes <laughs> in a year. That's a great sure. deal. Yeah, uh, it's an AAV of 2.6, and uh, it's gonna. Uh, he could have been a restricted free agent at the end of the season. They, they signed him. He's done a good job coming up there. He's been uh, arguably better than uh, Jack Campbell, who they gave the big bucks to in, in coming in, but uh, more progress from Stuart Skinner, who... Mark Stone scored on in a penalty shot Ooh. earlier this season. Where did he go for that penalty shot? Uh, he went five hole. He on, went five hole on the request of Logan Thompson. Yes, not on. Now, if <laughs> if Mike had been the guy that that uh, Mark was uh, was asking for advice, Mike would have went high glove. Sure, but Mike likes the uh, the high glove. He wants a little sizzle with it. I'll tell you this. I don't care how it goes in as yeah. long as it goes in. I agree with you on that. But that, that's uh, that's a good signing for them. Their goaltending looks like it's uh, it's set for the next number of years. If you're a goaltender in that system, uh, find another organization. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Hurdle, he's, he's, uh, he's in trouble. Yeah. Suspended two games. Retaliatory high stick. I like the way player safety dis- dis- described this thing. This was not careless, reckless, or just a, a situation that uh, that happened in a game. It was a retaliatory hit mm-hmm. uh, with a high stick. Well, that'll earn you two games. Do you think it should have been more? I, I think when you're retaliating in that way, um, I, I tend to lean toward, yes, it should be more. But um, two games for a player that doesn't really have too much of, of prior issues I think uh, I think it's perfectly fine. Did you see Darcy Kemper's slash earlier this year in front of the net? I can't remember who no. they were playing, but no. a, a full Ron Hextall slash. Oh. <laughs> Love that. And I don't think there was a penalty on that. And I don't <laughs> think there was any supplementary discipline. Uh, goalies have it and easy. And then this. Yeah, yeah. Goalies, goalies do seem to have, to have it easy. Uh, those are your one-timers for this Monday, December 10th on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Catching up with Chapman's next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So tonight's opponent, the Buffalo Sabres, uh, as we know, my wife is, is Japanese, so she's still learning a lot about North American sports. My son doesn't really follow sports too much, so he's actually taking a trip to Buffalo in January for school, a music festival that they're going to. 
So I said, all right, well, let, let's let's have a quiz. And I showed him the logo of the Sabres, him and my wife. And I said, what's the name of this team? My son guessed the Buffaloes, so, so not too bad. But my wife guessed the Turtles. So I, I don't know where that came from. But I decided to tell her the story of Taro Sujimoto, who, of course, was a fictitious player drafted by the Buffalo Sabres and punched Imlac way back in the early 70s. I don't remember the year, but I told her that you know, the guy was tired of how slow the draft process was going, and he just made up a name. Apparently, there was a Sujimoto store that was in the Buffalo area. He would drive by it, so he, he found permission from the owner of the store to use his name, and they just made it up. They made up the name of the team that he played for, the Tokyo Katanas, who did not exist, and uh, they, they, they ran with it until training camp. They even put a, a little um, nameplate up in the locker room Sujimoto, and it wasn't until training camp started that Imlac and the rest of the Sabres brass made up the story or let people on to the fact that they made up the story and there was, in fact, no Taro Sujimoto. However, should be a little interesting side note to that. Dave Lumley uh, was drafted after that. He won two Stanley Cups with the Edmonton Oilers and Stefan Persson, drafted by the Islanders in the 14th round that year, won multiple Stanley Cups with the New York Islanders. So, uh, there is a little bit of... Uh, oh, it's a, a great story. Yeah, yeah I, and it, I love it. They were dumb to do it. Well, yeah. Like, it, it, it cost them. <laughs> and, and, like, and it was ridiculous that uh, <laughs> that they did it. But it, it was a fun story because there was no way to fact check it at the time. Yeah, and, and because there obviously was no internet, no computers. Um, they, they, they made that, that part of it up. But uh, kind of funny, the 183rd selection... Of the uh, 1974 draft, I I, I just looked it up. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty funny. Vegas Golden Knights are second overall right now. Yep. Kind of lose track of that. You do, because they're eight and eight on home ice. Yeah, yeah. Second overall, right, by points in the National Hockey League. It's really jammed there, and you could fall down to five or six, and you could you could make a run at, at, at number one, but. Mm-hmm. Jersey's fallen off a little bit. They've uh, they've had some turbulence, and Vegas right now enters tonight number two overall in the National Hockey League. Yeah, not bad. Remember that as everybody's <laughs> breaking out. And please, if there's a two goal lead and it gets back to even, don't think it's the end of the world. I'm looking at you, Ryan Wallace, because it happened in the world's biggest soccer game yesterday. I didn't watch that. And there was no traffic. That's shame on you. (laughs) No. no, The entire world is watching something. Don't you want to be in with the entire world? No, not really. Is it because you don't get cable out there? No, no, I get cable. I I had an opportunity to watch it. just didn't want to. Fast fact. The top five teams in the National Hockey League right now, four are from the Eastern Conference. Does that mean anything to you? The Eastern Conference is really good. Buffalo against Vegas. I had another one for you, but I'm going to have to hold it off uh, on that one until tomorrow. <laughs> Chapman. What a story. That was a long, winding road. But by the way, because that, no, no, many no, years later, Hiroyuki no, no. Miura, the first no. actual Japanese player drafted. No, you, you, you don't have recallable privileges. I have the we segment. Give you, it's we the give segment. you one. As soon as you give it back, you're done. Well, I you kind of just stick. took it. I have the talking stick right now. It is the VGK Center Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Pre-game show is next.